welcome to the Bikers Church Midrand Podcast. It's great to have you join us for this week's episode. We hope that you find this valuable for your daily life. Welcome and thank you for joining us again. In March, I shared a thought with our local congregation. It was just a statement that I'd heard that kind of struck home for me. And, um, and here's the statement. It said this. It said, it said, if you say something and you can't end that sentence or phrase or statement with the words, and that's just the way I want it, then you probably shouldn't be saying it at all. And some of you may be watching right now and you were here on the day and you remember that. And for some of you, that's brand new information. Um, But consider that for a minute. Think about the things that we say on a daily basis. Uh, I'm so stressed. And that's just the way I want it. I'm so irritated. And that's just the way I want it. I'm so busy and that's just the way I want it. My spouse is getting on my nerves and that's just the way I want it. It's quite a sobering thought. Well, 19 days later, (laughs) we would enter into hard lockdown here in South Africa uh, where no one was allowed in or out of their homes, uh, unless they were essential services. Um, And during that time, things really started to change. Um, Businesses closed, jobs disappeared, uh, income was lost, families started to take serious strain emotionally, uh, socially, (laughs) uh, physically, because uh, gyms were also closed. Uh, and then, just to put the cherry on the cake, in May, two months later, um, racial tension just skyrocketed. Uh, as we saw things happen in the US that, that started the spark that kind of caused a fire here in South Africa, where unfortunately we have such a marred past when it comes to to racism Um, and again we just saw this increased and intense racial clash here at home and pretty much everywhere in the world and the media had a field day with it uh, waging one group up against the next Uh, social media was flooded with this and there was a lot of words flying around of everyone having their say And let's be honest, we all had our say. And I wonder when we were done, could we end those statements with, and that's just the way I want it. I even just think of my own vocabulary during that time when it came to lockdown and, and the virus and all of those things and, 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 and stopping and having to ask myself in hindsight, man, could I, could I have said, and that's just 
the way I wanted? Or is there stuff that I'd be eating right now as far as my words were concerned? You see, folks, if that's not just the way we want it, then we probably shouldn't be saying it at all, but doing something about it. But at the end of it all, it all starts with our words. It all starts with the words that we speak. And we desperately need to pay attention to what we say. Why? Because ultimately, our words have power. Our words have power. You see, the words that we speak have power. The, the, the words that we speak carry weight. It was King Solomon, in all of his wisdom, uh, who, who said this to us in Proverbs 18, verse 21. He says, The tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. I wonder today, what are the consequences of your statements in your life right now? What, what are the consequences of, of my words in my life right now? I've been fortunate enough to be part of a group called Country Tracks. It's an off-road uh, rider training facility. And uh, within our curriculum, there's this moment in our training where, where we speak into the power of our words, um, even pertaining to riding a motorcycle. Um, and I'll kind of go into this little thing of, all right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, from today onward, the F word is out of bounds. And you can see people get really uncomfortable. Some guys are standing there going, I don't know how I'm going to make it through this training. Like it's the fuel that my life runs on. I cannot imagine life without this. You might be thinking the exact same thing sitting on your couch right now. Uh, and that's okay. Um, but then I clarify, I, 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 I say, the F word we're talking about is the word fall. We don't want to say the word fall anymore when it comes to our writing. Why? Because whatever I say with my mouth finds its way into my life. Whatever I say with my mouth finds its way into my life. And I don't know about you, but I didn't buy a motorcycle so that I can fall from point A to point B. No. No, I bought a motorcycle so that I can ride from point A to point B. Folks have a chuckle, but somewhere along the line, this kind of sits in their memory banks. And if there's something I can guarantee you from having done this now for around about 20 years, is that the writers who talk about falling the whole time, if they continuously talk about falling, they end up continuously falling. But folks who take that to heart and kind of make it part of, part of their, their, um, their, their, their arsenal of writing, uh, it's amazing to see how, how conscious they become of, of the words that they use in those moments. And you see, it's no different to your life and to my life. The words that we use will ultimately shape our actions. What we say will ultimately make it into our lives. You see, our words become beliefs. 
And those beliefs are what we start to act out of. I wonder today, are your words holding you back from taking your next step? Are your words holding you back from taking your next step in your workspace? Are your words holding you back from taking that next step in your marriage? Or that next step with your kids, your family, your next step relationally? Maybe your next step socially or even your next step in your faith journey. Are your words holding you back from taking that next step? I wonder today, if you consider your words, is it just the way you want it? Or does something desperately need to change? You see, words have power. And it's not just the words that we speak, but words have power from the standpoint of the voices that we allow to speak into our lives. Those words that we listen to, they are good, healthy, life-giving, really positive, mature words of wisdom that we can gravitate towards. And then there are those other voices. You know the voices I'm talking about. Those, those negative, toxic voices that unfortunately we find far more of within our society today. We find them in mainstream media. Uh, consider the news. Uh, reporting maybe isn't what reporting was years ago. Uh, it's far more sensational these days. Why? Hey, because a sensational story sells. <laughs> and we need to sell, sell, sell. Uh, think about uh, social media. Social media these days uh, is just flooded with so much toxic negativity scrolling over your screen. And for some reason, even though it's negative, I'm still engaging with it somehow. Maybe those negative toxic voices are, are friends that we hang out with or family members that we engage with and, and spend time with. It was the Apostle Paul who said in, in 1 Corinthians 15 verse 33, he said this, he says, Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. I wonder today, ladies and gentlemen, if we had to, if we had to investigate your character, if someone had to come and investigate my character, what would it say about the company that we keep? I can remember when Zion, my, my son, was born, um, Nat and I became hyper aware of this. We just became super aware of who we keep company with because what we realize is that the people that we hang out with, man, a day's going to come where he's going to start to understand. A day's going to come where he's going to listen to the conversations and he's going to make that a part of his life. A day's going to come where he's going to look at mom and dad's friends and go, hey, these are authoritative figures in my life and I'm going to listen to their advice. These friends of mom and dad are the sort of friends that I should be looking for. Talk about a parental wake-up call. Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't done that, I want to urge you 
Who are those voices that you're allowing to speak into not just your life, but your kids, your family? I wonder, are the wrong voices holding you back from taking your next step in life? You see, the truth is, we all want to be better. I know that you, about you. I know that about me. We all want to be better. We want to be better moms and dads and spouses. And we want to be better um, co-workers or, or leaders or, or just better human beings contributing to society. Isn't that true? I know that. I know you want to be better. So ultimately, what empowers me to be better? What empowers me? What empowers you to become that person that we were created to be? What empowers us to become the fullness of what we should be? What empowers us to take our next step toward that? Well, you probably guessed it. <laughs> One of the things is words. Words. Words empower us to become the people that we were created to be. There's a, a, an app for your phone or your device called the Uversion app. Um, it's had over, over 180 million downloads. So it's been downloaded quite a bit. Um, and Uversion statistics tell us that the most searched for the most highlighted and the most copied scripture within the YouVersion app are the words of Paul to the church in Philippi, in Philippians 4 and verse 6, where he encourages them with this. He says this, he says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all that he has done. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to use our words to talk to God. You, you talk about wanting to, to, to use words to help us take that next step to becoming the fullness of who we're meant to be. Man, we need to use those words to engage with God. We need to use those words to speak to God. What do I mean by talk to God? If you're not a Jesus follower and that seems weird, how do you talk to a friend? How do you engage with a friend? All you do is you talk. You talk to them. Man, talk to God. Talk to God. You got cares, you got worries, you got concerns. You look at all the stuff surrounding COVID and surrounding all the racial tension and surrounding even if no matter where you are in the, in, in the world these days, there's always political strain happening. You look at all of that stuff. You just look at the strain and the stress that may be in your own home. I want to say this. All that stuff, what Paul's saying here is bring it to God. Get before him and just talk to him about it. And as you talk to him about it, I want to say this. Expect that he's going to talk to you about it. That he's going to direct you. It may be through a statement you read. It may be through a thought that you have. But just be open to what he may just have to say to you.
in that moment. But use your words to convey your cares, your concerns, your dreams, your desires, but also your thanks for who he is and for what he's done in your life. To love from a point of gratitude and not from a point of comparison and, and, and again, just that negative, toxic space that's so easy for us to live in. No, let's, let's live in a space of gratitude. It was, again, just Solomon who said to us, the tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. Again, what consequences are we reaping in our lives? Are we, are we drawing out of life as a result of what we're saying? You see, I can, I can get involved in the toxic negativity and guess what it's going to produce in my life? Toxic negativity. I can, I can engage in racial hatred. Guess what I'm going to see all around me? Racial hatred. Uh, I, can, I can get stuck into all kinds of, 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 of thoughts around politics. I can get uh, engaged in, in all kinds of, of, of trash that's so easy for me to get engaged with. And guess what? All I'm going to see all around me and experience in my life is all that trash. Or I can choose to use my words to produce life. I can start speaking life into the racial tension that we find, the political tension that we find, the, 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 the insecurities that, that we're feeling right now economically and, 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 and. You know what? I can start engaging with God's heart for these matters and I can start speaking that into those moments. And according to this, it'll start producing that within our lives, within our communities. I really think it's something that as a people we should be engaging with and be practicing so that we can start to experience it come alive in our daily lives. What also empowers us to take our next steps as far as these words are concerned is also the voices that we engage with. We spoke earlier on about, about there also being these mature and, and wise voices that we can engage with, and we should. Again, Solomon speaking to us in Proverbs 24, verse 6, he says this, he says, Surely you need guidance to wage war. And victory is won through many advisors. Folks, we face a battle of negativity in our lives every day. You want to win the war on negativity in your life? Who are your advisors? Who are your advisors? Who are those voices that you're allowing to speak into those areas in your life? A friend of mine sent this to me a couple weeks ago, and it made me sit up and pay attention when it comes to these voices that we allow to speak into our lives. He says this, I'm going to read it to you. Now, disclaimer. It's aimed at men. Ladies, please don't switch off. Like, it's as applicable to you as what it is to the guys. Uh, just the language is focused around men, but please, ladies, uh, pay attention. I really believe that if we grasp this, men or women, it can really land for us. It says this, it says, 
Who's in your five? Leadership guru Jim Ron said, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. An old mobile marketing campaign asked, who's in your five? It's common for guys in their 20s to rattle off names quickly. On their wedding day, you'll find their five flanking them. But it doesn't take long for their five to start fading from the picture. It's natural to lose friends over time. People change, people move. All too often, few take their place. We become known by our titles, our accomplishments, or our kids. Increasingly, we are known as the boss, the guy who built that company, runs those triathlons, or Johnny's dad. We become known by what we do more than who we are. In an article titled, The Friendship Crisis, the Washington Post recently quoted from an American sociological review stating that the number of close friends for adults is declining. With the model number of close friendships in 1985 being three, while in 2004, the model number was zero. The percentage of adults who report having no close friends at all has increased from 36% in 1985 to 53.4% by 2004. An ancient proverb says, an isolated man seeks his own desires. It can also be translated, seeks his own destruction. He breaks out against all sound judgment. Isolated men create chaos. Their names litter the headlines, our prisons, and our neighborhoods. Men who shoot up movie theaters live a double life or simply escape to a virtual world after work. Back in 1965, Martin Luther King Jr. said, we are facing today, what we are facing today is the fact that through our scientific and technological genius, we've made of this world a neighborhood. And now, through our moral and ethical commitment, we must make of it a brotherhood. Life can be lonely, but you don't have to go it alone. Guys in your five ask you the tough questions. They challenge you to risk. They give you permission to be who you are. They value you for who you are more than what you do. So it begs the question, who's in your five? And if you're struggling to lift up more than one or two fingers, it's time to build your brotherhood. Schedule a lunch or a virtual coffee with them. Reconnect. Be challenged. Watch your life deepen as iron sharpens iron. So a friend sharpens a friend. Proverbs 27 verse 17. I wonder who's your five? Who are those voices that you're allowing to speak into your life? The most important voice that we should be allowing to speak into our lives is God's voice. The psalmist puts it this way in, in Psalm 16 verse 11. He says, 
You make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence. Ladies and gentlemen, if you, if you don't have relationship with God, if you're not a Jesus follower, right here is such good reason to start figuring out and just, just connecting with what it means to be a Jesus follower. Because right here he says that he makes known to us the path of life. You want to take that next step in, in becoming the best you that you possibly can? Start engaging with him and let him guide you in the path of life. And as you do that, he fills us with a joy that's only found in him. My personal favorite is the way the prophet Isaiah puts it in Isaiah chapter 30, verse 21. He says, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ear will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way. Walk in it. I love that, man. I love that because you know what? I need that daily to become the person that I was created to be. You need that daily to become the person that you were created to be. It's time to take that next step. It was Paul Tripp who said this. He said, in grace, he leads you where you didn't plan to go in order to produce in you what you couldn't achieve on your own. How true that is. Words have power. We need to speak words that bring life. And we need to listen to words that produce life in us. See, ladies and gentlemen, we have a responsibility when it comes to what we say. I wonder, what are you saying about yourself today? What are you saying about your health? And as you speak about your health, is it just the way you want it? When you speak about your job, is it just the way you want it? Your marriage, just the way you want it? Your relationship with your kids, just the way you want it? I wonder, what are you saying about your finances is it just the way you want it maybe that's a little too close to home i wonder what are you saying about others what, what are you speaking into others or over others and ultimately is that what you want to see in their lives is that just the way you want it what are you saying about our government about our country is that just the way you want it Ladies and gentlemen, it's time that we start taking up that responsibility. Let's start using language that we can confidently end each line with. And that is just the way I want it. I wonder what's your next step today. Maybe today you've come to the shocking realization <clears throat> that you are the average of the five voices that you allow to speak into your life. And maybe today your next step is to go and do a bit of recon on that and just investigate that area of your life. And maybe it's time to ship out some negative voices and bring in some positive, wholesome, mature, wise voices. If that negative voice 
is your spouse, don't ship them out. I want to encourage you, get together with them. Say, hey, have you noticed that tone in our home is actually quite negative and I'm as much to blame? Why don't we start changing the way that we're talking in our home? Maybe that's your next step. Just to do a bit of rethinking on those voices. Find your five. But maybe today your next step is that you've recognized that you are that negative voice. And maybe today you need to go, my next step is that I need to put a guard in front of my mouth. I need to, I need to take care of what comes out of my mouth. I need to start speaking in a way that as I'm speaking, I can confidently say that that's just the way that I want it. And maybe today you just need to go, Lord, connect with God and just invite him into that space and say, will you come and help me watch what I say by prompting me just with a phrase that's just the way I want it. Let me pray for you. Father God, I thank you that we could come and just connect with the truth of your heart for our lives. Lord, I thank you that you have given us this incredible responsibility of what we say and how we say it. Lord, I thank you that you position people in our lives to come and speak in wholesome ways into our lives, challenging us to become better and to become the people that you created us to be, but also to come and speak your life into our lives so that we can come become real contributing members of society, but so much more than that, that we can become world changers for you. Lord, I thank you that as we go into this world, will you make us mindful of what we're saying, of, of the things that we speak over our government, over our leadership, Lord, over our neighbors, over our kids, over our spouses, over ourselves, Lord. Lord, that we will speak your life, your truth, your promise over our lives, Lord. I thank you that as we do this, Lord, we grow and we mature in life and in you closer and closer to becoming an accurate representation of your son, Jesus. And that is just the way we want it. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. It was so good to just connect with you. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Hang around for some questions to keep the conversation going. We trust that you found this message valuable. For more information on who we are or how you can get involved, please check out our website at bikerschurchmidrand.co.za or connect with us through social media on Facebook or Instagram. Beyond that, have a great day.